15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Okay, so where is everybody? Um, hello? Hey everybody, this is the Utah Outcast. We are a very much uncensored and unabashedly atheist show coming at you from the great and spacious state of Utah via YouTube and podcast. We strive to bring you some entertaining news you miss, some fun with real audio, and oh so much more every week. Uh, For each topic we find funny, infuriating, or just plain newsworthy, we make sure to consume each with as much skepticism and irreverence as is legally allowed. Uh, The panel for this week is absent. Uh, Tonight was Felicia's birthday party, and apparently... Everybody had a really good time while I'm here at home getting ready to do the show. So uh, before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to the newest patron for the show, Amethyst Priest. Uh, However, Robert still remains our most ardent supporter who needs to really email me his address so I can send him his merch. Dude, you got free stuff coming your way. Uh, However, if you too want your name to be scribed into the annals of Utah Outcast history, but don't have the cash per episode, uh, we humbly ask that you, if you like what you're listening to, give us a few seconds of your time and whatever app that you're listening to us in to give us a rating or at the very least a subscribe. Uh, anyway, you can always find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all other sorts of venues as Utah Outcasts, or just email us mailbag at utahoutcast.com. If you're watching on YouTube, it's right down here at the bottom of the screen over here on this side. Uh, anyway, let's see. What do we have this week? Uh, for community stuff we've got coming up, there's the Great Atheist Campout that's happening on the 29th, 30th, and 31st, which is this weekend coming up. So you guys can still get your tickets and you could still go do, and do a great outdoors event with all the atheists here in Utah. Uh, let's see. Oh, God, where to start? Uh, we've got a new patron this week, like I said. Uh, we've, got, we've also got a couple of new YouTube subscribers that are doing amazing work, getting us known in the world. So we've got Lewis Cruz. we got the Podunk Polymath and our newest big fan, Pinball Reviewer, who I'm going to try to get on the show in the next couple of weeks. Uh, apparently he's from... Um Oregon, if I remember what he said in the comments. Anyway, seems like a good guy. He really likes our stuff, and I, I'm i a big fan of anybody who finds me interesting. Yeah. So anyway, let's go ahead and jump into news you missed for this week. So anyway, like I said, it's now time for our first segment of the show that we call News You Missed. Well, because we all know that... uh. Most networks don't share our bias for the news. Uh, instead of water skiing squirrels, we get people like, oh, I don't know. How about the GOP rally that happened this week? Yeah, that was a thing that happened. Uh, apparently, Utah made themselves look like a bunch of assholes along with Alaska when they didn't want to throw their votes at Cruz. I mean, at psh, shit, sorry, Freudian slip. But when they didn't want to throw their votes at Trump, instead they wanted to give them to Cruz. Fat lot of luck happening there, isn't there, guys? Uh, anyway, so Trump is now the nominee for the GOP and a lot of people, including myself, can't fucking believe that this guy fucking Trump is our guy. Well, not my guy, whoever's a GOP guy out there. That's your guy. And unfortunately he's probably going to fucking win because there's some shady ass shenanigans happening with the, uh, uh, unfortunately the, the DNC is being fucking retarded. And yes, that is ableist language. I don't care. They are being fucking retarded. Uh, in the fact that Hillary picked, God, what's his name? Uh, let me see if I can remember his name. Tim Kaine. Yeah, that guy. Who apparently has a stance on abortion, if you can read the, the news item that we have here on YouTube. Uh, his stance on abortion, vaccines, GMOs, and sex education are not progressive. On Friday, Hillary Clinton announced her running mate, Tim Kaine, a junior senator from Virginia. But he's been mayor in a couple other roles, if I believe right, when I when I looked at the news for this guy. 
Uh, let's see. For those that know Kane, the response of her picking him is something in horror. If leftists thought that Clinton resembled a Republican, they really aren't going to like Tim Kane. Yeah, I, I kind of read up on this. He is a dino, a Democrat name only. And if you're wondering why I'm eating my fucking young, uh, being a leftist as I am, uh, I supported Bernie. I don't really want Hillary, and especially after the DNC came out uh, with emails that were leaked onto WikiLeaks, where they were essentially trying to rig the fucking system to make sure that Hillary won. So Debbie Wasserman Schultz apparently stepped down about you know about two hours before I started doing the show tonight, and she stepped down as the head of the DNC, and now she is part of she is the chairwoman for Hillary's campaign. Fucking really, God. Anyway. Tim Kaine, and I get this from the Danthropology blog, which is on patheos.com, and I am reading sometimes verbatim here. So, Tim Kaine, uh, on abortion, he is a... As the governor of Virginia, the pro-choice America gave Virginia an F in reproductive freedom and called Kaine a mixed-choice governor. And two years after that, he signed a law allowing, quote-unquote, choose-life license plates to be permitted. And what, uh, let's see, Nancy Keenan, the, the pr- then president of NARAL, I'm not sure what the acronym stands for there, but she said that it's unfortunate that even after receiving thousands of messages, messages from Virginians and pro-choice activists across the country, Governor Kane has opted to sign a bill that advances the divisive political ideology at the expense of women's health. And that's from Nancy Keenan. He supported the state's informed consent laws, forcing women to go through an unnecessary ultrasound before having an abortion fucking great yeah good guy there uh he said that this bill would provide women information about a whole series of things the health consequences etc and information about adoption they don't want to fucking go to term tim they want an abortion and who are you to stand in their fucking way anyway he also has supported parental consent laws and yada 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 He's not far right, but man, he is not he's not as good as someone as a couple of the other runner ups. I mean, I honestly thought that Hillary was gonna pick somebody like uh Elizabeth Warren or uh I can't remember the other guy's name, uh, Castro to to be her runner up. But no. She picked this cracker. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh Kane is in support of vaccines. Uh he did work to loosen the requirements for the human papillomavirus for students. He argued that it wasn't a necessary vaccine. It helps prevent cervical cancer, sir. It is a necessary vaccine. Go fuck yourself. So he wanted to make it easier for parents to, quote-unquote, opt out of this thing. So when state officials mandated the HPV for students, he said it needed to make opt-outs easier before he would sign it. There is nothing wrong with vaccines, sir. You are anti-science if you don't like vaccines. If and I, I can't continue with this guy. Uh, And he said in quotes, we mandate a lot of vaccines for school children for infectious diseases. This goes an additional step. It's not something we are mandating to stop infections among school kids. I think the opt-out provision to protect kids and parents should be generous. It's spread, just like other infections, dude. Maybe not the way that you, you might think so, like somebody coughing and touching a doorknob kind of thing. But no, it's still spread sexually. So... Let's see. Uh, GMOs. Boy, you know, he's going to be a great candidate if he has something to say about GMOs, which uh, I, uh, everybody here on this show, especially myself, I am in favor of fucking GMOs. I love GMOs. He's not known about his stance on it, uh, but the recent Senate debate about labeling GMOs, GMOs, the one that science-based progressives railed against uh, Bernie Sanders on, Kane voted in favor of labeling. Because labeling something a genetically modified, modified organism is going to do so much to make you guys seem like you're trying to eat more healthy stuff. Does that say organic? No, it doesn't say organic. I can't eat that. No. I'm allergic to everything else except organic watermelon. Man. So, good job. Good job, Hillary. Thanks for picking fucking Dan, uh, Tim Kane. Great. Great. So, the the other thing that came out from the DNC that I wanted to talk about this week was that they were planning on uh, outing Sanders as an atheist to ruin his chances of winning the nomination. This ties into the WikiLeaks thing that happened earlier today. So, they were saying that because he had Jewish heritage, and that's all he really said about his faith, a lot of them were saying that he was atheist, and most atheists are saying, yeah, he's, he's probably a secularist, he's not atheist, he's not Christian, I know that. 
Um, they didn't name Sanders personally, but they do talk about a man of Jewish heritage uh, that this person that wrote this email believed was an atheist. And they said in, in their email, it might make it might make no difference, but for Kentucky and West Virginia, we can get someone to ask his belief. Does he believe in a God? You know, because that's that's really helpful with a fucking uh, an election going on. He had skated on saying that he had a Jewish heritage. I think that he is an atheist. Okay. Uh, this could make several points of difference with my peeps. Don't fucking use the word peeps. Nope. Do not fucking use that term. My Southern Baptist peeps, fuck you, uh, would draw a big difference between a Jew and an atheist. You're free to believe whatever you want, but the fact that you're going to use his atheism as a weapon against him makes me want to find out who the fuck you are, Chief Financial Officer Brad Marshall from the DNC, makes me want to find out who you are and to ruin your fucking career. I don't know how I would do it, but... I don't like people like you that think that atheist is a bad thing. We're the ones that came up to the came up with the easiest fucking answer to the easiest problem on the fucking planet. Is there a god? Not enough evidence. So, no. There we go. So, Sanders said time and time again that he isn't religious and he has never said that he is an atheist, uh, but many believe that he is like this guy right here. But for obvious political reasons in this country, he would feel that it would be damaging to say no, you know. So the DNC knows this, and to out him publicly could do a lot of damage to the campaign. Because, you know, Hillary's such a great fucking Christian. Fucking wonderful lady. Uh, and since we're talking about Hillary, how about Ben Carson? I don't know if you guys caught this during the uh, during the event that was happening this week, but apparently Ben Carson thinks that Hillary can't be president because she worships Lucifer. No, I'm not fucking lying. I really wish I was. Uh, let me see if I can get to the audio here. Hang on. Let me find it real quick. Dr. Ben Carson gave a rousing speech devoid of facts suggesting that Hillary Clinton worships the devil. And sorry for the dead air. I'm trying to click on a link here on the phone. I'm, I'm trying to make it work. So just give me one second here. Well, that didn't work. Anyway, uh, this proves not once again that not all brain surgeons are brilliant. Uh, we're not going to go everything that he said, but around 410 of the video that was posted, I'll put this in show notes and everything. One of the things that I've learned about Hillary Clinton is that one of her heroes, her mentors, is was Saul Alinsky. And her senior thesis was about Saul Alinsky. This was someone that she admired greatly and affected all of her philosophy subsequently. Now, interestingly enough, let me tell you something about Saul Alinsky. He wrote a book called The Rules for Radicals. And on the dedication page, it acknowledges Lucifer, the original radical who gained his own kingdom. Oh, let me, I'm not doing his voice right. I'm actually doing a good radio voice for this guy. Now think about that imaginary booby grabbing that he likes to do. Um, there, this is a nation where the founding document, the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, I'm not even going to do a good top, good job talking about this guy. Talks about certain inalienable rights that come from our creator. The, they weren't exactly saying God, you know, Yahweh up in the cosmos. This is a nation where our Pledge of Allegiance says we are one nation under God. That whole under God thing was added in the fifties, buddy. I, I hate to tell you that. Uh, this is a nation where we should coin, where every coin in our pocket and every bill in our wallet says, "In God we trust." Once again, red scare that made us not have this, have that fucking logo on our coins. So here we are, willing to elect someone as president who has at their at their role model somebody who acknowledges Lucifer. Think about that. I acknowledge Lucifer. Does that make me unable to do my job? No, it really doesn't. But if you look at the 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 literal the literary character of Lucifer in the Bible and everything, he's the guy who wanted Adam and Eve to have knowledge of good and evil. God didn't want them to do that. So, are you saying that Lucifer is a bad guy in this case, and God's the good guy? Who's the one that's trying to repress information? Oh, that's right, that's God. Yeah. Anyway. So, Clinton wrote a thesis about a guy who wrote a book that referenced the devil in a sarcastic way. Therefore, Hillary worships the devil. That makes perfect fucking sense, does it not? Okay, so he accused Clinton of worshiping the devil when last month Donald Trump was questioning whether she believed in God at all. 
I remember this as well. Since those are two sides of the same coin, does she believe in supernatural beings or not? The Republicans are hell-bent on discrediting her should they make up their damn minds. So, the uh, Antonin Scalia, if I remember right, actually believed in a actual real fucking devil. So, there's that for you. Um, let's see, what else do I got here? Uh, I have, oh, one of my one of my favorite guys that I ripped on last week is uh, Phil Robertson who is threatening that if if Trump loses, he will go into hiding, which I really fucking hope happens, don't you? Uh, Let's see if I can bring it up. So apparently on Breitbart News, he was talking about this, and I have to really apologize because the, the audio quality is fucking horrendous, so here we go. What is your call for evangelicals for this November? Get off their posteriors and vote. Uh, you look at it. Honestly, sounds like somebody had the microphone strapped up their ass. I, I'm not going to lie here. It sounds really fucking bad. The depraved bunch, this political correct crowd. You're like, what in the world is that? It's of the evil one. It's spiritual warfare, buddy. We made a Christian war film. It's called The Torchbearer Plays the Day of the Republican National Convention. I got one thing with Bossy and with you. You were the very first guy that Ted Cruz ever came to see about when he ran for the United States Senate. You came out and did a full-throated Phil Robertson endorsement of Ted Cruz, and you went to Iowa, and you campaigned for this guy shoulder-to-shoulder. I want to hear your reactions of last night, what your perception of uh, Phil Robertson first. Mine is, uh, if I had been Ted... And all the rest of them, the Bushes and all of them, they ought to all come together and they ought to all say, you know what, we ran a race, we lost, the people have spoken, the Republican Party said, this is the guy we want, Donald Trump. Is everyone ought to is, Trump, is Donald Trump an imperfect instrument? Not sure he is. An imperfect instrument. Yeah, he's definitely fucking imperfect if, you, if you've not been following anything about the elections this season. Uh, I'd let him keep on talking, but I honestly can't listen to this. Sound quality and good conscience and make you guys listen to it as well. So with that, I'm going to cut this to an end and we're going to jump into our uh, the geekery for this week. Uh, it's only me, so I, hopefully I can geek out as hard as I possibly can. And uh, because of San Diego Comic-Con, this is X and this is Utah Outcast. We will be right back. Hi, this is Trav Mamone, host of the By Any Means podcast. Join me every week as I interview bloggers, podcasters, writers, and activists about the intersections of atheism, humanism, racial justice, feminism, LGBTQ rights, and other social issues. You can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, Spreaker, and Stitcher, and you can read my blog at freethoughtblogs.com slash by any means. And remember, that's by spelled B-I. Come take a listen to the musings of a queer humanist, because hey, aren't we all a little bit curious? Okay, so we're back for the geekery, and it's just X tonight. Sorry guys, we don't have we don't have Kyle, we don't have Felicia. Party too hardy. Um, so it's just me. And what we're going to talk about this week is Jesus fucking titty dancing Christ. We had an, an awesome San Diego Comic Con this year. And if you're wondering what the fuck I'm talking about, um, for all those superhero comic book movies that I really should grow the fuck up and not watch anymore, uh, they released a lot of shit. And the first one that I have up here is that uh, Marvel released information about Daredevil Season 3. Uh, it's still pretty quiet in what's going on. But, I mean, just the fact that they've finally said, yeah, it's going to be happening, and they give us a good time of when it's going to be showing up again. Um, it's hard to say what's, what's really going to be going on. They just, they just gave us a, uh, I don't even want to give you a time, because who knows when exactly they're going to do it. If you saw season two, you're really going to like it. They put up a trailer for it. I'm not going to play it here, because I don't want to get DMCA'd and all that fun stuff. So, we have also the first trailer for Luke Cage. And holy shit, that show looks goddamn good. For a lot of people out there, you might not have uh, listened to my appearance on the the Geek Dad Report, but uh, we talked about Jessica Jones on that show for a good couple of weeks. And I'm sorry, guys, I didn't really, I, I wasn't really that much into it. Not because I didn't think that Jessica was a good character or, you know, the Purple Man was a good character or anything, but... I, there was a lot of shit that I couldn't forgive about how they filmed that show. You have Daredevil, and they do like the one-take fighting-in-the-hallway thing. 
at least every season has one of those really good long fights where they like do it with the one camera without cutting. Jessica Jones, anytime she did like a super thing, they'd cut away to something else happening. And, you know, all of a sudden she's on the roof, you know, great. I really like the fact that you didn't show us her, her jumping from the ground to the ceiling. I also didn't appreciate the, like anytime anybody threw something like big at her, like it would jump cut to like, it wouldn't be one long take of where the thing that was being thrown at her came at her and hit her. And it was just like, it was obviously like, let's cut away to something else going on, or let's obviously have a stun double in there, or let's show her always breaking a fucking lock by pulling on it. That got really fucking old quick. So anyway, the Luke Cage trailer that came out, I'm not sure what they're going to be doing with it, but it's really cool. The fact that the guy's bulletproof and super strong, he, he busts into a place in the project and starts beating the shit out of I, I, what I'm assuming are drug dealers. It looked like a really fucking good trailer. Um, you should, you guys should go check it out. And that leads into the Defenders that they were talking about. So, for the Defenders coming out, that's going to be Iron Fist. That's going to be Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil. And I believe that's all of them so far. But they're going to be having their own series. And they released a, a short teaser for that one. Which didn't really show anything. Just had a whole bunch of dialogue with stuff being ripped up along a map. And eventually it came to show a giant hand kind of thing. So guess who the main villains are? The same ones that have been the villains since Daredevil Season 1. Um, let's see. Jumping from that, they finally announced who is going to be playing Captain Marvel in a movie that's not coming out until March 2019. Yes, people. They have it planned out that fucking far in advance. So Brie Larson, uh, who won an Oscar... Uh, for her portrayal of a woman held captive in, a, in a, her, with her young son in 2015's The Room, has been announced that she is going to be portraying Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Professor Marvel. Or, sorry, Captain Marvel, Professor Marvel, somebody else. God damn it, that's Wizard of Oz. I'm really tired. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to jump from Marvel. No, wait, we have one more Marvel thing. We have the Doctor Strange trailer number two that came out today, and it showed a lot more magic and showed Benedict Cumberbatch acting his ass off. It showed Chiwetel Ejiofor doing an amazing fucking job. I thought he was playing uh, Baron Mordo, and I'm not sure about that because he seems like he is a good guy. So, um, it looked really cool from what we saw there. Go watch that trailer as well. Oh, man. But what I'm really going to nerd out for here is that Wonder Woman got a trailer, got a new poster, and fucking wow, I can't believe this is going to be, this is coming out. So, Gal Gadot, uh, she's going to be in summer 2017's Wonder Woman, so we've got about a, fuck, a year to wait for that one to come out. My kids are excited, I'm excited, and it's just, it's great for me because I've been waiting for a Wonder Woman movie for a really fucking long time, and... People may wonder why I might be waiting that long, considering I'm somewhat millennial. Uh, I grew up watching a lot of old TV shows, and uh, and fortunately, I'm not going to say unfortunately, one of those was was Linda Carter's uh, Wonder Woman. So, fucking cool. Lady spinning around, and next thing you know, she's wearing this weird swimsuit-looking thing. She's kicking ass. And I liked Wonder Woman in the comic books, and if you look at the history of the guy who invented Wonder Woman, interesting dude. Read up on him. So it got the poster that came out, as you can see if you're watching this on YouTube, and there was a trailer that came out, and it stars Chris Pine, and it also takes place during World War I, which is a really interesting time to place a movie, because the last World War I movie that I remember watching was called The Razor's Edge, and that's an old fucking Bill Murray movie, like really old, you guys got to look that one up. But I'm excited to see it, and the the current adaptation of Wonder Woman from the DC Universe has this Wonder Woman being about 5,000 years old or something like that, so she's been around for a long time, and if you like the cameos that we got in Batman vs. Superman, yes, I fucking like that movie. I, I think a lot more people would like the extended version that came out. Uh, she was a great actress, and I liked how she portrayed the, 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 the woman of wonder, Wonder Woman. Uh, she kicked ass. She was beating the shit out of Doomsday until, you know, he couldn't fight him anymore. Let's see. The last little bit that we have from comics, I believe, is going to be... Oh, wait, no. We have a couple more from DC. We have the... Jesus Christ, they dropped the fucking Justice League trailer on us. I I can't believe that they are this far already in advance of making this movie. I really can't fucking believe it. So, what you got from the trailer was Batman trying to court uh, Arthur Curry... For those that might know who that is, that that's Aquaman. 
And apparently he comes to the, the town that he lives in on Earth. I can't remember the name of it. Pardon. Uh, but he comes there every year and brings a bunch of fish with him to help the people live. And he stays there during a certain time of the year. And, of course, Batfleck shows up there and he starts talking to him like he knows him. And apparently he he's already working with Wonder Woman to start a Justice League. And perhaps the best part of the trailer of all, besides seeing Cyborg in full gear, was uh, seeing him talk to Barry Allen. <laughs> and, and people that like The Flash will really appreciate this guy. Uh, he shows up in Barry's little hideaway thing and he's like, hi, I'm Bruce Wayne. He's like, and that's supposed to make you sitting in my fa- second favorite chair any better? I thought that was great. And Bruce Wayne just says, yeah, I know you have, I'm looking for people that have special powers. And he throws a battering at Barry and Barry stops there and stops and looks at it coming at him, coming at him, keeps looking at him, looking at the battering, looking at the bang, look at the battering, look, battering, looking at him, grabs it and he's like, okay, nope, say no more. I'm, I'm in. And it's just funny that the funniest guy in the whole DC universe, I mean, not the whole comic book wise, there's funnier guys than Barry, but Barry's actually a fucking wisecracker. So I'm I'm happy that he's going to be a focus of it. Um, and the I believe the last thing that we have from Comic-Con is they came out with a new Suicide Squad trailer. And boy, am I pumped because that comes out only in a couple of weeks and it's going to be a lot of fun. And the unfortunately, the last little bit that I'm going to talk about real quick is that they came out with let us know that there is a Blair Witch sequel coming out, which it already had a sequel. Um, which I can't remember the name of it, but this one's calling up called the woods and it looks like we're going to get, be getting more of the found footage, witchcraftery people stuck out in the woods kind of fucking story. And I don't know if you guys care about that. I honestly don't because I watch supernatural stuff nowadays and I'm like, this is silly. I can't believe people believe this shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm so smug and better than them. Yeah. I actually get that way. Um, but that's it. That's all I got for the geekery this week. If you guys have anything else you want to list, talk about or anything, let us know and we will f- gladly talk about it in the episode coming up. So until then, I am going to stop this segment and go ahead and jump into Fun with Real Audio. We'll be right back. I'm Carly Sturgis, the host of the Token Skeptic podcast. Since 2006, I've been interviewing people from around the world scientists, comedians, artists, and activists. And some of them you might even recognise. The powers of the of the placebo are so strong that uh, maybe it's wrong of us to, to, to mock. Uh, and we happened to be in London around the time because we were shooting for the war and everything. And we basically made our own little sign, you know, entreating the the London commuters to bow down to the uh, the Dark Lord Satan, uh, just to try and even out. Some of them you might like to get to know better after hearing them on the show. Reading into it, in fact, for years I've been interested in the concept of, of science philosophy and how pseudoscience works. And I- it's then very easy for people to just, you know, throw us away and say, well, you don't have a heart or you're, you know, you're closed-minded or, you know, and, and so... The origin of the universe and the meaning of life and that kind of thing because... Um, it's very real-life music, a lot of real experiences, a lot of uh, vulnerable topics, but at the same time some very silly things, like one song is actually about Windows Vista. I'm wondering how I can finish this off now. Let's, let's break something. <laughs> let's break something. Huh? What well, the hell? Well, we'll finish it off kind of like Good News Week does. The Token Skeptic Podcast is a fortnightly online interview show that takes a slightly more sceptical look at the world around us. Head to tokenskeptic.org. All right, so we're back with Fun with Real Audio, and I'm going to go ahead and get started with our first guy that we have here. And we have Tom DeLay talking about how Obama has blood on his hands, and I'm going to let the whole clip play, and then I'll offer my commentary afterward. He thinks Black Lives Matter is part of the long-standing tradition of protesters and protesting. Um, I, I, I just think he continues to send a very, very dangerous message. Well, Steve, the president has blood on his hands. The, these cops' blood are on his, on his hands. There is no way that a president of the United States should sh- support uh, uh, anybody that calls for the death of cops that walks in the streets uh, calling for the death of cops, he should be condemning Black Lives Matter for, for what they're doing. He should be investigating people that are inciting riots and inciting the killing of cops rather than, than um, 
trying to excuse their behavior. There's, their whole narrative is absolutely wrong. There is no statistic anywhere that shows that as a trend or as, as a worldview, the cops in this country are, are biased or are, are, are racist or go after blacks just because they're blacks. There is nothing that shows that that is the case. And, and for the president of the United States to, to, to support what Black Lives Matter is doing is just is going to cause more deaths amongst our cops in this country. Which I find absolutely fascinating that he's trying to say that there is no systemic uh, cops attacking people of color. Yes, there is. Uh, you can show this because look at the therapist this week who was trying to help the his autistic patient and accidentally got. Well, I can't say accidentally. He was intentionally shot. You don't pull. You don't accidentally pull the trigger three times. He was intentionally shot. And then the police came out and said, oh, we weren't trying to hit the doctor who was unarmed, had his hands up in the air and said he was complying with police officers. No, we were trying to hit the autistic kid who was holding a toy truck, even though the therapist said he doesn't have a gun. He just has a toy truck. Look, I understand people don't want to see racism. You honestly don't. I mean, fuck, I don't want to see racism, but it's there. And people like Tom DeLay saying that racism doesn't exist between cops and people of color. Bullshit. And I'm not saying that it only exists between them. It's just more egregious in that case. Sure, there are cops picking on people all the fucking time that are poor. There are people picking on there are cops picking on all sorts of people. But you know what? The, pro, the the thing that you're forgetting here is that cops are targeting specific groups, whether it be impoverished, whether it be people that are uh, a certain skin tone darker than other people. Look. When I've been pulled over, I've had guns pulled on me. I have. But I'm not going to try to make this whole I got black friends kind of thing. Because I got lucky that I wasn't shot fucking outright. It wasn't anything as egregious as, you know, me having a a weapon in my hands or anything like that. You know, just haphazardly reaching behind my front seat when I had a 93 Jetta GLX. I think it was 93. And it didn't have a glove compartment. So all of my information was kept in the passenger map pocket behind the front seat. And so reaching back one night when I got pulled over like two o'clock in the morning because I work grave shift somewhere, I had a highway patrol guy pull me over and whip open my door and had his gun drawn on me saying that's a good way to get shot, son. And it's like, if I was a black person, I would probably be dead. And I've been pulled over numerous times in other places here in Utah under the assumption that I was somebody of a different race until they find out I'm a white-ass cracker and they're like, oh, sorry, sir. So you know what? Racism does fucking exist between cops and whether it's anecdotal for me to say this stuff or not, but you can look up the statistics. There are a lot more black people shot than there are white people shot. There are a lot more black people thrown in prison than white people. And it's because they're being judged on shit more harshly than people with a fairer skin color. Fucking deal with it. So, keeping the hits rolling with Tom DeLay, uh, I'm going to let him talk with... This is on the Steve Malzberg show still, where he's talking to Tom DeLay. Uh, this one has to do with the Supreme Court and how, you know, we need to let those the, the eight stay there as long as we possibly can, even if, even if Hillary gets in. So, uh, give me one second. I will click start here, and we will have a clip. Give me one sec. Uh, you, you know that if, if people don't vote for Trump, if Republicans don't go for Trump, it increases the likelihood of Hillary Clinton winning. So no matter what Hillary could have in her oppo research, what could be worse than what we not only know about Hillary, but what we know the court would look like under Hillary and what that would mean for the Second Amendment, parts of the First Amendment, and God knows what else? Well, first of all, what I'm trying to do is to get down ballot good, strong, conservative, constitutional leaders to be elected to this house and to the senate so it doesn't matter who is who is president the senate can control that first of all there's nothing in the constitution that says you have to have nine justices oh go fuck yourself so we can go we can go another four years with with uh, eight yeah he really just said we can go another four years with eight justices we should make the the fact that the, the congress's job is to vote in to to you know say yes to certain judges that want to come in come into the courtroom you can't 
continue to not do that job for four years. There are already uh, federal courts that are overworked, overburdened because they can't get judges in there. And you know why they can't get judges in there? Because they don't want to let, Ob- let Obama and his cabinet get people into there. And it's bullshit. It really fucking is. And it needs to stop. It's driving me absolutely insane. And for this dumb shit to come out and say that Tom DeLay, somebody that fucking knows better, for him to come out and say that, you know, we can go another four years without doing this shit. No, you can't do another four years without doing your goddamn job. If that's the case, people should be voting you out in fucking droves. But the problem is, there's a lot of people that don't have the balls to vote people out. They just see the R next to the name, they see the D next to the name, and they continue to do the same. I'm not trying to say every GOP person is bad. That's just like saying, you know, not everybody in the GOP is racist, but everybody I know that is racist is GOP. That's not saying that every single one of them is bad. I don't hate people in the GOP. I don't, and I'm, and I don't necessarily don't hate people in the Democratic Party. There's a lot of shitheads there too, but you know what? For the most part, they seem to be at least willing to try to make shit work. You would, this would be unfucking heard of to have a Democratic Congress not doing the same thing for the for the fucking GOP. I don't, I just don't understand this shit, and I don't understand how somebody like Tom Delay can get away with saying stuff like this. Oh, it's because it's on the Steve Malsberg show and because it's it's fucking r- crazy right-wing lunacy and God fucking damn it. All right, so the very last one that we have for our uh, Fun With Real Audio. Sorry, guys, I do more, but man, it's actually a lot of work to do a show by yourself. <laughs> Who would have known, right? Uh, anyway, so we have, uh, what's his name? Root. I can't remember his first name. Uh, but he is talking on Newsmax Prime about how white men uh, need to speak out in politics more. As if you don't make up the whole fucking body as it is. I mean, honestly, have, have you looked at the amount of people, the amount of white faces within the, within Congress, within the presidency? You know, it's just recently we've had one black president. So here we go. I'm telling you, we won't survive another term of Barack Obama. And Hillary has said she wants to be an extension. It's a good thing he can't run for a third term, now, isn't it? From their campaign rhetoric, she's headed towards Bernie Sanders, which is even more spending than Barack Obama. She's honestly not. more socialism than Obama. So anyone who stays home and sits on their hands and won't vote for Trump, you get what you deserve. You're going to have a socialist nation and the end of America, in my opinion. So while you are stressing economic security and prosperity tonight... The theme of the convention is safety in terms of international make, Mer- relations, make America safe again. Our borders you, and Trump. quite frankly, what's going on with the cops. Thirty seconds. Will Trump and the Republicans make an effective case tonight? No. They did oh, not absolutely. make a good case. Look at they these, really didn't. Just happened days ago. What a tragedy. And, and according to Barack Obama, we need some sort of a truck ban, some sort of truck That's, confiscation, no, no. truck free zones. No. It's so ludicrous to think the reaction to terrorism is to ban guns in the hands of good people like me and you, JD, and most of middle class America. That's why I wrote a book called Angry White Male. By the time we spoke out, we're the soccer moms of the 2016 election. You're not the soccer moms. You're the fucking overwhelming voice. If you looked at the fucking GOP, uh, the, the 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 RNC that happened this week, there was nothing but white people there. Even the Latinos for for Trump, Latinos para Trump, were still a whole bunch of blue-eyed, fucking blonde-haired, you know, fair-skinned people. That's not to say Latinos can't be that way, but it's just really fucking telling when you can't even get somebody with a little bit of darker pigment to stand in front of a camera. The RNC needs to go the fucking way of the dodo, and I cannot wait for it to actually fucking happen. But you know what? Let's see. Let's see. He's he's talking about how Obama wants to ban a, ban assault trucks. Apparently, no, that's not the case at all. I understand that he's making a parable to the the assault weapons ban. Honestly, I I don't think, and this is not me going back on any position here. Having an assault weapons ban isn't going to fix the fucking problem. The problem is systemic, just like the police problem is systemic. We have a lot of people with a lot of guns that shouldn't have those guns. We have a lot of cops without a lot of training. We have a lot of cops that don't even understand the fucking society that they're trying to police. And so when you have people that have these guns, they don't know how to use them properly. They don't know how to store them properly. Honestly, they probably should not have the guns. 
But that's not going to stop them from owning them anyway, because Second Amendment says I can have the guns. Uh, but I think a lot of this can be cured with a having insurance. But as my right wing friends have said, well, that's just going to equal another tax on the people. Um, to have a car, I have to have licenses and stuff. But a car is not a right like a gun is. It also says something about well-regulated militia, and you know what? The government is the ones that do what? That's right, regulation. So, yes, the Nice-France thing sucked, but they're not going to ban trucks. The area that he ran through was already supposed to be shut off from traffic. There should not been have been any trucks in that area. Yeah, it sucks what happened, but terrorists are going to find a way. Whether it be bomb or whatever, they're going to find a way. But it just so happens in America, the easiest way to kill a lot of people is with guns. Imagine that. Okay, so that's going to be the end of Fun With Real Audio. We're going to jump into another commercial break, and we will be right back with... Let's see, what do we have this week? Do we have anything fun for you guys? Uh, I didn't have anything specifically set up. Oh, I had an interview, uh, but apparently uh, Adam Collins from Adam and Atheism was on a bit of a longer drive than he thought he was going to be. So I'm going to try to get him sometime this week and maybe splice it in. But uh, I will jump into our highs and lows for the week. Because honestly, that's all I got, guys. Uh, anyway, this is X. This is Utah Outcast, And I will be right back. I'm Dustin. And I'm Wesley. We host the Atheist Nomads Podcast. We're godless geeks who take a skeptical look at... Politics, religion, science, technology, and history. We also interview leaders in the atheist, skeptic, and humanist community. Check us out at atheistnomads.com. That's atheistnomads.com. Okay, so we're back, and I apologize for the brevity of this week's show. Usually you guys are used to about two hours of fun from Kyle and Felicia and myself, but I can't let Wednesday roll around without having an episode for you guys out there, and I can't let the YouTube audience down by not having new content to watch. So, uh, with that, uh, I'm going to jump into our highs and lows for the week, and since I'm the only guy here, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get started, because I'm going to go with the high for this week, and honestly, I had a lot of fucking fun today on Pie and Beer Day. It, it may seem silly, and I don't celebrate this holiday with any any other thing, but I actually, actually broke down and bought some pies today. I got an apple and a uh, pumpkin. I fucking love pumpkin pie, if anybody's wondering. And I had two or three beers, and we essentially just sat around the house being a lazy family together, except for, you know, during the middle of the day. And you might be wondering, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see that uh, there's a picture of Elias Adams' uh, trail that we went on uh, on a hike today. And I have never gone, like, trail hiking like this before, and holy shit, with all the switchbacks that they had, it was like scaling a fucking mountain and it was really fun taking the kids to do this because between the bitching and the complaining you could tell that like they were going wow this is really cool you know uh but also we sat around the house this weekend watching the star wars prequels and a lot of people are going to hate on those so go fuck yourself because i understand now what george lucas was trying to do he was making movies for kids they're not meant for adults because people take shit a little bit too seriously and stuff. And you know what? Honestly, the first three movies, you got the first three. The second three, a lot of people don't realize this, but many kids grew up watching those first and then catching the four, five, and six that, that we kids in the 80s and people of the 70s grew up watching. And they, they're they trying to compare two different things here. So it doesn't quite work. And the, the look on their, my kid's face when they finally realized like, wow, dad's trying to show us something cool. And then I let them know, Hey, you know, uh, they have like five seasons of, uh, the clone wars that you can watch. They're like, what really? I'm like, yeah, it's a really, really good cartoon from what I'm told. I only watched a couple. And so that's something they want to get into. And also, fuck, I've been playing Pokemon go like a, like a crack fiend. I can't believe how much fun this, this dumb little fucking game can be sometimes. But I caught a, I finally caught a Pikachu. And my kids were partying in the back of the car when they, when they, I finally showed them I caught that and they thought it was the greatest fucking thing ever. It's amazing. It's, it's a great little app. A lot of people are shitting on that as well. And, but we, we got that out last week talking about this whole thing. Uh, but let's see for a load this week, I would have to say getting here around 10 o'clock tonight doing the show and I'm not shitting on Colin. I'm not shitting on Felicia, but showing up and getting ready to do the, do the thing. And I got nobody here. It's just me. 
and that's probably poor planning on my part. I, I will take full credit for it because I'm the host for the show. Uh, and then my guest wasn't, was supposed to be here as well. And he, he was a no show too. So, I mean, it can, it kind of breaks your spirit a little bit when you're doing a show like this and you're trying to keep the ball rolling. And then all of a sudden you get bam, hit in the fucking face by adventure. And you're like, fuck, what am I supposed to do? So it's finally getting me out of my, my crazy little, I don't know if I could do something by myself. So I know that I can keep things going for about an hour doing the show. So here I am. I've, I've obviously kept you guys entertained enough and you're still listening to me. So that means that all things are greenlit and thumbs up, ready to go for me to start my own YouTube channel. So that's going to be coming up. Check pretty soon so check it out professor x i might be on there already i have no videos so don't subscribe yet i don't got nothing to show you guys but i also got uh today and i'd show you in reflection here but i got a new imac big ass production computer i fucking love this thing uh that's another high for the week and the other last high that i have is i beat undertale yay great fucking game you guys really should check that one out so expect more stuff coming out of me, coming out of everybody on the panel here in the recent couple of weeks coming up, and uh, expect a higher quality show end over end. It's great fun. I really fucking love doing this show for you guys. But unfortunately, it is that time of the week where I'm going to have to go run off and do the, the Utah Outcast secret patron show by myself, uh, of which you can catch the old episodes on YouTube and our podcast feed at utahoutcast.com. Uh, if you want to email us, it's mailbag at utahoutcast.com, and I've finally got the email server fixed. Yes, it will reach us. Uh, you can call us at any time, SMS us any time, which means text, uh, 347-669-3377 or 347-NOW-DERP if you need that one. Uh, so if you feel like getting access to all of our secret shows and additional content, join us beyond the veil if you check out patreon.com slash utahoutcast and select the level of support that you can get behind. Any one of them above a dollar an episode, you get swag. So just letting you guys know about that one. So thanks to me for being on the show tonight. Uh, but this is the part where I'm going to say to y'all that the outcast will catch you again next week with a brand new episode. But until then, you're welcome. And then Felicia would say bon nuit. And this is the part where Kyle says good night, everybody. So I'll catch you guys next week with another episode. I promise everybody will be back then. See ya.
here's ever seen the movie rocket man you're really fucking missing out because it's like harlan williams best role you people might think oh wasn't he that guy in half-baked yes he was that guy in half-baked but he's much funnier in rocket man because it's a like i believe it's a disney movie and if you can't handle a fart joke or two don't watch it but fucking i love this movie mainly for this one scene in particular where him and another astronaut are being held in isolation in a vacuum chamber oh john His name is my name, too. Whenever we go out, the people always shout, John Jacob Dingle! All around the world, poverty is stealing choices from kids. It's time to give those choices back. Introducing Chosen, World Vision's new invitation to sponsorship. For the first time, kids have the power to choose their own sponsors. Now the choice is theirs. The choice to take hold of their future. And even the choice to step into a life-changing relationship with you. Learn more at worldvision.org slash chosen. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.